0: G'day, you mob. How's it going? Pete here from Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. Today, I have a very special episode for you guys where Charlie from the British English podcast and myself are going to be breaking down our seven top tips for improving listening comprehension in English and any other foreign language, for that matter. Let's get after it. All right, guys. Number one, choosing content that is at your level. Ideally, from the research that I've read, when you're reading or listening to content, whether it is a book, a podcast, an audiobook, a TV show or movie, you should aim to be consuming content where you understand or more, ideally 98% of the words and phrases being said. That means that between 1 in 10 to 1 in 50 words should be unknown. Now, why is that? The more words that you do understand when consuming content, the easier it's going to be for you to absorb these new words and phrases that come up and the context in which they come up so that you don't need to look them up. You can just absorb them. You'll probably get the meaning and you can move on. The lower the proportion of words, that you understand, the more difficulty you're going to have understanding and consuming the content. You're going to have to look up a lot of things and it's going to be less enjoyable. So, number one is try and find content at your level, 90 to 98% of words on the page that you understand and make sure as you're improving that you keep moving this bar ahead. Okay, don't just keep consuming the same level. You got to keep making it harder and harder for yourself progressively. So, stay out of your comfort zone. Keep moving forward. So going on
1: from that point, of Pete's, finding content that is exactly 98% understandable is obviously going to be quite challenging. Um, Pete just recommended anything that is between 90 to 98% understandable, which opens things up a bit more, doesn't it? But still, if you're not understanding one out of every 10 words, this could be quite frustrating. So we recommend using a five step method to improve your listening practice that will allow you to use content in an enjoyable way that is around 90 percent understandable to begin with. After each step, it should be coming closer and closer to 98 percent understandable. And this will give you more flexibility and options when it comes to materials to learn from. But you, you do need to do the five steps if you choose something that is harder than 98% understandable. So we highly recommend that you get used to using this method. And for that reason, I've made an ebook for you to download for free that you can find on the screen uh, right now. If not, it'll be in the description box below called the five step method to improve your listening skills. This is especially useful when listening to podcasts and audiobooks that
0: come with transcripts to read along with. All right, guys, point number three. Find content that you can consume and study where you have multiple speakers speaking together at the same time. Why is this so important? Obviously, a large part of learning English and speaking English happens with multiple people around, right? It's very rare that you're just going to be speaking by yourself and not have someone else around you. After all, English and any language is about communication, one-to-one or one-to-many. So, find real-life conversations between multiple people. They're not going to finish their phrases. They're going to be thinking spontaneously and creating sentences that are long and convoluted. People are going to fill in the blanks. People aren't going to finish what they say. There's a big difference between spontaneous spoken English and conversations and say, reading out what's been written on a page. So, use things like podcast interviews or podcast discussions, reality TV shows or dramas or movies that are filled with a lot of conversations as opposed to, you know, I am legend. That's a very bad movie for learning English. Sorry, Will Smith. They're also a really good way of improving your fluency as you can mine this content for natural phrases that are used by people when interacting and having conversations with one another. If you want to learn more about this, make sure that you check out our video on building fluency in English. The next tip we have for you came to mind after doing
1: reading exercises with my students. And often I'd ask them to paraphrase the passage we just read and, uh, they will often, um, look a bit stumped because they've been really focused on reading the content out loud with good pronunciation, which is totally understandable. And I actually find that when I'm really listening for their pronunciation, I don't take in the message or meaning of the content as much. And this links to the idea that when learning something new, especially as an adult, we have this tendency to consciously focus on things at a a more microscopic level. You could say we get the the blinkers on, meaning we have a narrow attention span. And this is good for developing certain skills quickly, but it makes it harder to do things like understanding the general meaning of what somebody says. And that is really how natives learn their language. As I assume you did with your native language, most of your learning was through absorption. And with that, you gain a better understanding of words and their meaning through context. And the downside to focusing on things at a microscopic level is that we really notice the words or parts of communication that we don't understand. Whereas a native, they would just skim over the word they don't know, but through context, they would get the meaning of the sentence and whole passage because they're not focused on that one word that they still don't understand. And that's what I seem to remember Doing when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but when I heard older people using phrases I didn't understand or talking about things that were beyond me at the time, I I wouldn't get a dictionary out and look at all the synonyms before I tuned back into the conversation. But gradually, through repetitive exposure and staying receptive to the meaning of the content, you build this um this gut feeling about the usage of the phrases you didn't know. Admittedly, in school, I did have those exercises in class where we were made to focus on things consciously from time to time. But generally, I'd say I learned my native language through absorption. And so focusing on understanding the message of what you're reading or listening to as a non-native learner will help you understand the language more naturally and more effectively than trying to hear each individual phrase and getting worked up about the idea that you don't understand that one word in the sentence. You're basically turning the language learning journey from being a half empty glass to being half full, if you'll allow my philo- my philo- my, philo- my philo- <laughs> philosophical approach there. So focus on what you do understand, generally speaking, and not what you don't.
0: All right, number five, increase your awareness and listening comprehension abilities with a diverse range of accents and dialects in English. A lot of students that I have ask me, Pete, I've arrived in Australia and I have so much trouble with the Australian accent or accents, what can I do to improve this or why is it that I have this trouble? And I often ask them, how much Australian content have you been consuming or studying in the past? And they'll say, not much. There's your problem. If your goal is to understand a specific dialect or accent, obviously focus on that, but I would still highly recommend focusing on a broad range of accents in English because you are undoubtedly going to come across many different accents, many different dialects, whether in TV shows, podcasts, in person with people that you meet. It's really important to be able to understand a wide variety of accents in English or any other language. So, make sure that you consume content from a diverse range of accents and dialects in English. Doing this is also going to help boost your confidence when speaking or listening in English because you're going to be able to understand a great deal more people that you come across in day-to-day life. Don't forget to check out our video on how to speak English confidently and how to build English confidence. It'll be linked above and below. And the penultimate tip for you today,
1: penultimate meaning the second to last tip, is one that I've been saying for years and one that many learners... Not a long to, but most of my students don't actually fully integrate it into their lives. Those that do, however, have seen a drastic improvement, and that is to connect your English studies with a passion of yours. And I think the reason a lot of students don't use this tip properly is because they've probably been told it before. And it sometimes seems like a bit of effort to get it going. So, yes, you can simply read articles, watch documentaries and listen to music that interests you in English. But going beyond that, which is where some of my students have really found progress, is taking part in a hobby they like in English. Starting a new interest altogether in English. Remember, a new language very often brings about a very different version of you. You might enjoy things in English that you don't in your language. I've had students go on cooking courses in English, sports camps in English, and in this day and age, dive deep into a a gaming culture online or sign up to an online course on photography and join a forum of English speakers who are passionate about taking beautiful pictures in this case. and, And they want to converse with you because you share a passion of theirs. You'll get a lot more authentic practice with native speakers if you go about your studies with this mindset. So what passion is the English version of your personality going to truly connect with, I wonder? Hmm, I don't know. What do you think? And I don't need to tell you this, but when you are passionate about something, you don't think, oh, I haven't done my hour of language learning today. Often you won't even realize you've been practicing it all day if you connect it to a passion. So there we go. This tip is all about connecting your language learning journey with a passion that is uh, old or new.
0: All right, guys, the last point, number seven, which ties in with point number five about different accents and dialects in English, continuing with this sort of theme of exposing yourself to diversity in a language. It is incredibly important to speak with both non-native speakers of a language and native speakers at the same time. In reality, there are actually more non-native speakers of English in the world than there are native speakers, so it is very, very likely that you're going to come into contact contact with a huge number of non-native speakers of English. And it's going to be important for you to be able to understand what they're saying and the different accents that are out there. So, how can you improve your listening comprehension of accents from native speakers and non-native speakers alike? Again, consume content that is diverse, that is from many different countries, many different topics, many different dialects that is made by native and non-native speakers alike. Go to language meetups where you can meet people that are both non-native and native speakers of English and you can socialise and get to know them and make friends as well. In the end, I think this is one of the most fun parts about learning any language, whether or not it's English. Just make sure that you keep meeting different people and using your language skills and building that listening comprehension over time. So, anyway, guys, I hope you got a lot out of this video. Did we miss any points or tips that you have for improving your listening comprehension? What do you do on a regular basis to level up your listening comprehension? Leave a comment below and we can talk about it there. And until next time, I'm Pete, this is Aussie English, and I wish you the best. All the best. See ya.